All right, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Shadow Mark podcast. I'm excited to be here tonight. Uh, my name is Derek Thompson. With me, as always, is Mr. TJ Davidson. What up? And we do have a special guest, Mr. Ethan. Uh, TJ, why don't you go ahead and introduce him? He's been on the show before, but we are not since we've rebranded. Yeah, so uh, he's back again, ladies and gents. The well, one, the you. only, Mr. Ethan Pendleton. Uh, I don't know about that, but it's a pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. I'm fucking excited about it, to be honest with you. I, I'm a little bit nervous about it. This uh, Tonight's topic's kind of fucking personal and close to me. and uh, I struggle with it sometimes, but I just realized my microphone was face the other way because I was listening to it. You do fucking... sound a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet I do. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, Derek Thompson, we got TJ, we got Ethan, we got all of us. I'm excited about tonight's show. I'm glad I sound better now that I realize my fucking microphone was facing the wrong way like an idiot. Well, you'll have that. Uh, yeah. So I had, I had my microphone face the other way because I didn't want to take my headphones off. Uh, and I wanted to watch my show, so I just faced my microphone the other way to watch my show. So I was getting full 360 audio out of my speakers and whatnot. Nice. It was awesome. Surround sound. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was super surround sound is what it was. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited about it. And tonight we're going to kind of talk about, the, I guess, perks and downfalls of being a dad, uh, everything that comes with being a dad. And not just so much that, but, you know, just everything that comes with it, how it isn't as easy as it's made out to be, you know, uh, motherhood kind of steals the thunder on this one because they put so much work into it and they, they do, they do a lot, you know, I'm sure the whole pregnancy process is something we can't understand for sure. I was going to um, say, we, but, I feel like we should put the disclaimer out. Like we are not narking on anything about motherhood. Yeah, we're not saying that motherhood's bad. No. We're not saying it. We're not trying to downplay motherhood. Uh, we're not trying to do anything like that. Um, for me, it's going to be kind of a personal episode just because, you know, I've kind of put myself in a situation where I haven't gotten to be the father okay. I wish I could be. So, uh, you know, it's going to be an episode. But uh, here we are, and we get to talk about it, and we get to have fun, and some of that's going to be men's health as well. Yeah, so. I, feel, I feel like at least 90% of fathers feel the exact same way, though. Like, I feel like I, I wish that I could do a whole lot more and be a better father than I am now. Mainly, you know, spend more time with my kids instead of always being gone and working. You know what I mean? That's, that's probably one of the biggest things for me. Yeah, but. at the behest of you know, doing the right thing. I wish I could pay more. I wish I could do a lot more. Um, you know, I'm trying to get that all sorted out and deal with things, but here, here we are, you know, life kind of throws life's curves at you and you just deal with it. Um, you know, I don't know how else to say it. Life sucks sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, one of the, one of the biggest things for me, um, that, I've noticed, and I know we've, we've, we've kind of touched on this before in previous episodes and stuff with the line of work that 
a lot of the stuff that the guy, the the men in particular, they're listening to this that that we do is, and again, this is just uh, from personal experience, but how much it changes you in in so many aspects of life. But um, you know, everybody everybody talks about like 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 for boys, for example, like there there's so many like rites of passage of like oh you become a man like like it's time for you to become a man and uh you know there's there's several different things in a in a in a guy's life where that happens but it's all kind of like after after like having a kid all that kind of stuff you know getting a job doing you know whatever it is you know time to grow up and be a time to grow up and be a man you know and you and you and you take everything on the chin and you do all this and that but then like when you have a kid it it like something in me just like completely changed where like the the, the whole like perspective of everything that you do completely like 180s and it's no longer about like even the the concept of becoming a man isn't even about you anymore. It's about, it's about someone else. It's about like, you know, it's been out, now it's about your child, right. you know? And, uh, that, that, that's one of the one things that I've noticed the most. And, 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 you know, I've, I've only got one, one kid right now. So I, I don't like all these guys that I know that have two, three, four kids. I, I, I can't even imagine, but even just with the one, like so much stuff has changed for me with like, mentality, attitude, perspective, all of that stuff is just kind of flip-flopped. And, um, and that's really what kind of what made me even notice, especially in today's world with like all the mainstream stuff that's going on about how, let's just say how men are perceived in this country nowadays. And, uh, you know, that, that that's the whole issue, I guess, is like people don't, realize what guys actually do to be that person that's supposed to, you know, bring the, bring this person to life to where they can have their own rites of passage to, to learn and do their own things. Yeah. I I think that's a great starting point right now would be what, what is a man? What, what's the, you know, what's the criteria? I mean, what do we have to meet to be considered a man? Because it seems to me like it's, it's a lot more difficult to be a man in, in a lot of aspects as far as being emotional and having the understanding that we have to meet certain criteria. Right. I, I don't think we hold those same criteria for women. We, there, you just... And, and women have their own struggles too, uh, not to say that they don't. I just feel like there's a lot of, you know, emotional stunt, stunting done with men. So for, for me on that whole point is, but to be a good man as a father anyways, is you are a provider and you're a protector, right? Those are going to be like the two main aspects there your provider in the means of like monetary value, you know, you're 
the quote unquote breadwinner, whether you are in your household or not, you're still or like that's just like this is a overall kind of a thing, not like you know specific to anybody. Yeah, this is in every situation. These are these are the pressures that we feel on us that we have to be the provider, where we have to be the breadwinner, make make the money to support our families, and then a protector, which I think that kind of goes without explaining. You know, you fucking protect protect your family and everything. Um, but then when you, when you want to talk about like the emotional aspect of it is if you are having a hard day or you are struggling with things, you're not allowed to let those feelings show, which, so you just got to bottle them up, right? Which we've talked about this a lot, but it's, a obviously that approach doesn't fucking work because that's why there's so many men killing themselves and they just, they feel like they don't have an outlet because they can't show their feelings to let alone like their, their wives or their family because they're going to be looked down upon for that because it's not what a fucking man is supposed to be. Right. So then you don't want to talk about these feelings to your friends either, especially your other guy friends. Cause they're like, Hey, quit being a fucking bitch. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and then it just, it just builds up and builds up until the point where like, you know, I, I can't talk about this shit with anybody. I don't want to go see a doctor because then they're gonna, everybody's going to think I'm a pussy or whatever. So now my only option is I'm just going to fucking kill myself. Yeah. I was going to say uh, white males consist of 70% of the suicides in the U S Yeah. See, but I think, so, I mean like, he, like that aspect right there that he's talking about, uh, one of the most like important things that's helped me in my life. And I, and I know I've said this before on previous episodes, but like the importance of like having true friends, whether it be somebody that you grew up with your entire life or somebody you met six months ago, but you work together every day. And then you start to, I mean, like, you know, like, like guys form connections with other dudes. I mean, it's it's just how it is. I mean, like we, it, it, either you do or you don't, you know. Right. But once you form that, like the importance of having like a good friend, because like what he's talking about, yeah. Back in the day, these like two dudes could be the best friends that you ever did see, and not speak a word about any of this, any anything to each other, other than like talking about fishing spots or what's the what's the best kind of beer or whiskey right now, you know? And that was it. And they would never, but like, I, I feel like, I feel like our generation has made a, a pretty good, pretty good leap on like coming, like coming in, up to each other and saying, Hey man, like I, I have, I have a couple friends that I can actually go to and say, Hey, uh, I got a couple issues, you know, that I, I mean, I wouldn't word it like this, but I'm, I, you know, but I could talk to people about it, you know. Yeah, I got some shit that's that's fucking with me right now. Like I just need to, yeah, talk to somebody and you know just for one get it out and for two you know maybe get your advice on how you might handle it or something like that. I, yeah. I know what you're, I know what you're saying. And I know I mean yeah, like, and, and again I, I think that's, that's men luxury. helping men, right? Yeah, and 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 I understand that that that's a luxury that like some dudes don't have, you know. But that I mean that's a that's a that that's something too that gets understated and even also too even when it is a factor like a guy can even get made fun of because you know they call it like a bromance or a you know like something like that but i'm like well you know you take this person that you can like 
unload all this stuff on and they have similar problems and they can unload all their stuff on you. And it could be like right here in a shop, you know, doesn't have to, doesn't have to hear like go through anybody else's ears, just you and him talk it out. But back to, uh, well, I think there's a lot of importance to be said about that. <clears throat> just having each other to sit there and bounce things off of and really dive into, you know, because like I said, I mean, emotionally, I feel like we get, you know, shunted a lot. I don't think, yeah, I think most of the time we're expected to shove shit down and having that group and that friendship to actually share with is going to be huge moving yeah. forward. It's something that men need to have. And it's something that we need to share with our kids and, and really impress upon them that it's, it's okay to share your emotions. It's okay to do these things because we do. I mean, it is the the suicide rates are insane right now. Right. And when you sit there and you look at it and you actually think about it, I mean, how do we change that? Right. I mean, I, I don't know the first place to start, but I think a good place to start is just trying to be more emotionally vulnerable and actually share things with each other. Yeah. And that's why I'm so blessed to have TJ and shit guys like you, Ethan. I mean, I, I know I can come to you guys if I need something and I'm super blessed for that in itself. And it keeps me afloat. Yeah. You we, know, we all need an emotional outlet. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and I'm still, I was raised the same way. Like, I'm still kind of like, you know, the old school mentality like, you know, don't, you got to fucking man up and, and take it on the chin every now and then, but don't let that shit build up and build up until you want to fucking kill yourself. Right. You know, so, but then what, so that's easy to say, right? But then, so how do you, how do you not let it build up and build up if you have nobody to fucking talk to? Right. So you don't have like, I'm not going to go drive around in my car and talk to myself. Like I'm talking to Ethan or talking to you and be like, Hey man, like I had this fucking terrible day or whatever, like this happened and this happened. Like that shit don't work. You actually need somebody to talk to, somebody that's going to listen to you, and either share their insights or, or just, you know, show just a little bit of empathy to the way that you're feeling at that moment. Yeah. And you'd be surprised how much difference that actually makes. You know. What yeah, I was gonna say that's actually another thing I'd love to fucking kind of pick your brain on, and talk to you about. Uh, I know with women, at least from my experience. Maybe not all the time they don't want advice, but I, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe it's a maybe it's a man thing. I feel like my job is to give that advice, right? Well, how, like at, with <clears throat> dealing with other men, how how do we deal with that? Like, what are what's the right situation? Because chances are, I'm going to be like, "Hey, man, this is what I would do." That's what, and I feel like guys don't fucking take that shit as personally. I feel like women take that shit personal. Well, uh, I don't know. So here's uh, uh, my opinion, right? I think a lot of times women just want to say it. Like they, they want to be able to like just get it off their chest or whatever. They really don't they really don't give a shit like what your opinion is on it. You know what I'm saying? And, and I'm not saying like that's obviously this is not like 100% like all women and all those situations. Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. But this, it's, yeah, it's, it's more or less say, that's like my that's, experience that's, that's more of a release for them. And that's just not how men are wired because men and women are wired completely fucking differently. Like if you've never had a significant other, that, like that was a opposite sex of you, 
then you might not understand. But if you have, then you know exactly what the fuck I'm saying. Um, but a lot of times they just want you to listen and, and show again, just show empathy. They don't want your opinion on it or how you think they should handle the situation. They just want to know that you are there for them and know that you're listening and know that you understand how they're feeling and that you feel for them. You know what I'm saying? Whereas right. like for us and, I, and you know, sometimes it's kind of the same thing, you know, like it's not, it's not just opposite ends of the spectrum all the time. Sometimes it might be the same, same kind of thing. Like I just need to fucking tell somebody and like know that there's somebody there that understands how I'm feeling, you know, but like you said, it's just again, how we're wired. Like it's, we feel like it's our job to, to try to help and fix the situation, but that's not always the case. You know what I mean? Well, and that's, yeah. and that's one thing I've always noticed too, is like, I, I feel like men have always like, they're, they're much better at coming to terms with like the just genetic spectrum of like, like we know that we're just knuckle dragon, you know, <laughs> cavemen. And we have like a select five things that, that we need in our lives to make us happy. We might be dumb, but God damn it, we're strong. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, there's all if the same. If you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Exactly. And I mean, but with that, I mean, cause like, you, you, like you're, you're talking about just a dude, you know, like if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. But then, but then like flip the script and throw a woman into that man's equation. And like the whole dynamic changes, you know, and that's what like wh one thing I've noticed is like men, men, like we understand where we come from. Women do too, but I, but we, all, I think we're better at knowing our place with how women are, you know, like 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 when they when they when they go role. to talking like that, you just need to listen and all that stuff. But like, whereas it's the other way around, like. And oh God, this is going to be a hard one, man, because it's going to make so many things like sound bad. But, you know, like we can talk about our problems and it's kind of one of those things like it, it just seems like our problems are kind of swept under the rug, you know. Right. And I mean, and you know, but that's another one of those things about like openness. Like when you, you talk about stuff like and, and again, guys like the that say the stuff that we do, you know. And we've talked about this on a previous episode about like bringing our wives into the situations that we're in, like because that that's another like awesome alternative or, or route to take as far as like getting stuff off your chest. Like you can talk to your wife, and you know, like maybe leave out all the bad details about it, but like say, hey, this is what's going on, and this and that. Like, but I need you to listen to me and like just. Yeah, Even if you they, just get to say it out of your those? mouth. That's uh that's Nick Wingo's sanitized statements. Sanitized, sanitized statements. statements. Yes. yes. Yep. And I, I mean, because yeah, like, me uh, like, you know, like my wife is now because like, and I'll, I mean, honestly, because of, I had me, I had a breakdown one time and then it was shortly after that, I did one of these podcasts and stuff. And then I've kind of like brought my wife in on all that stuff and it's helped tremendously. I mean, like that's, that's, yeah, that's a, awesome. You know, you, you talk about like needing a friend or needing a best friend. I mean, like if you have a wife or a woman in your life, like, well, that's a pretty good. That's yeah, a pretty good fucking situation. Be nice. right just fucking rub it in. <laughs> well, I'm just oh, sorry, man. I'm just I'm but I'm saying like, I mean, the situation <laughs> I'm in right now, 
like I have I have my best friends that are dudes, but like my wife no, is I'm very good about. about no, but I'm, hang on I'm though, happy for like, you, man. But his wife is kind of like an anomaly though. She she's like she's one of the boys also. You know, what I'm saying? that like, is true. You so, got a unicorn, yeah. huh? That's yeah. It's just, it's just well, she grew she grew up with all of us, you know. So she is yeah. She she always was like one of the dudes. Yeah, and she that's fantastic. She was always around. I might be with part us gay, doing, dude. I just married yeah. one of the dudes. That's what I've been saying. I think that's why we're friends. You know, like I get it. Like I'm yeah. an attractive dude. It happens. You are. That's- I'm glad you fucking say that, TJ. I actually did need to hear that because I feel pretty fucking unattractive, and we get <laughs> compared a lot. And no, I'm we- fucking glad that you're confident. Listen, we are sexy motherfuckers. You know, like God damn it. We're, you're right. We Mo- are fucking. Listen, sexy. like I'm fucking waiting to. Jo- I'll be. I'll be in this group with you guys where I'll be a bearded, glassed gentleman again you know- here shortly. <laughs> There is because uh, I've got glasses. I I can't see out of them because they went to shit. So that's the only thing. Otherwise, we got a triplet <laughs> square here. Oh, did you notice I have some on now too? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, we'll have a triplet trio or yeah. triangle, whatever well, you want to call that. I mean, we don't have to glorify it because it fucking happened. Ignore <laughs> that I said triplet uh, square earlier because that's fucking four. That'd be a triangle, but you know, fucking shapes don't matter. That's not what we're talking about right now. Okay, we're not talking about listen, shapes, goddamn it. Listen, we might not math good, but goddamn it, we're strong. Wait, I may not we, be the sharpest goddamn light bulb in the knife drawer, but I thought I was. I think I might have a hernia now. That's from all the thinking that you were trying to. Yeah, that's true. Fucking hate when that happens. Yeah, I think I'm gonna get you in trouble. Yeah, need to knock that shit off. Less thinking, more doing. All yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's how Less it, thinking, more doing. That's All how right. we do shit. So, but like that, like even that right there, you know, like that's 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 a man menta- mentality, right? Goddamn right, right? Yes. You know, <laughs> like, and that's just something that's like, because you know, there's a lot of times where like women will be like, "You dumb fuck! Like, why the fuck did you just do that?" And you're like, "I don't know. Yeah. I had something needed doing, so I've done it." Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think, and and I think that's one of the things, especially with military men and like. Men in general, though, were doers. So when something needs done, we may not know exactly why we're doing it, but we're like, I've got to do something. We're going to set it in motion and then figure out the details while it's happening. You know, but either way, something's getting fucking done right now. Yeah, it's got to get done. Like we just we're doers. We have to have we have to see some progress. Something. Yeah. Well, and I'm one of those guys too, because like, like even if if there's like a, a a pause of silence with interaction with me and another person, I'll just start talking, because I don't know if it's like ADD or whatever it is, but like I can't stand the silence on it and all that stuff. Yeah, I get that. I get that 100. Yeah, I, I do a lot of the same shit. That's why you hear me talk so much on these fucking podcasts because it'll get quiet. And mm-hmm. then I'm just like, uh, uh. Well, big gulps, huh? Yeah. So there was this one time at band camp. And, yeah. Uh, fucking, uh, there it was. Hey, and well, things happen. Random, interesting fact, though. Uh, r- before we started all this and stuff, we listened to the International Space Station on our radio, on my radio. That was pretty cool. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. I'm studying to get my ham license and all that, you know? Oh, hell yeah. But, that's pretty cool. We, we like we tracked we tracked it and listened to the fucking space station. I was like, all right, man, that's pretty that's sweet right there. Shit. Was anything interesting happening? Well, not. It's all. It's like another language, man. Like everything. It's all like the phonetic alphabet. 
Q codes, everybody's call signs or W oh, something. Yeah, I mean, like, so I didn't understand any of it, obviously. But it was, and I and I'm not allowed to trans. Like, I couldn't talk. I, I bought a ham radio. Right. I can't transmit on it until I get my license. But I can. I'm, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, well, I got a long ways to go because. I don't know what the fuck they just said, but they said a lot of shit. I listen. I listened to it. I listened to him last night, and then I was. I told TJ. I was like, "Man, we got to like we got to do this shit again because this tracker thing says it's eight twenty three. It's going to be over the house, you know. So let's and we and we fucking watched it. it was it was cool because we went out and stood on his uh, tornado shelter, and because uh, I mean that's an Oklahoma thing. Everybody's got one of those, so you stand on it. You're a little well, higher yeah. than the rest of the ground, and. Uh, it's a good line of sight, man. We watched it fly over. I mean, you could see it visibly. That's cool. And then just listen to it. I was like, man, that's pretty cool shit right there. Yeah, yeah. that's cool as shit. So they were like Echo 5 Delta. Yeah. Fucking... Yeah, like WR, whatever my call sign is. Uh, yeah, W5X, X-Ray, you know, and then yeah, there's like Q codes and shit. Like QRS means this and, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, man, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool yeah, as I was shit just to... trying to go military shit while I was like Echo Five Delta. Mm-hmm. No, it's cool as shit. Like you know, listening to them as you're watching them. You know, are you a six? What are you now? Huh? Five. Five. I thought so. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure I didn't fuck that up. It's been a long, hard road. <laughs> I fucking really thought I fucked that up. I was pretty happy I didn't though. Yeah. I feel good about myself. Yeah. No, it's just it's been a, it's been a long, I'm, hard road. I'm a number one. But speaking of space, when we dive into the space of parenting, uh, it, it's just a whole new ball game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, and that's, yeah, I mean that's uh, you know you talk about like masculinity, masculinity, and all that stuff, and uh, you know back to the two old boys we were talking about back in the day that were best friends, that never talked about any of that stuff, you know. Because I've always pondered, I'm like, well, I know how I feel now that I have a little girl. But like guys in like, say, 1933, when they had that little girl, like, do they feel the same thing? Because if they did, they, they fucking, you talk about bottle some shit down, you know, because like you never expressed anything like that. Because, I mean, like it brings to me, uh, and we were talking about like what it means, like what is a man? Well, right. the, I feel like the dynamic of that changes once you have a child because like what is a man when you're a single dude, you know, doing your thing? It's all about, you know, what you can achieve as far as like your job and finances <clears throat> and all that stuff. And then when you, like, when you, it's still, it's all, it's finances all the way through, but so much stuff changes on it that you're like softer in a way, I guess you would say. Oh, a lot, yeah. lot softer. Yeah. I mean, ha- having kids like made me a big pussy. old puss. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Which I think, I mean, so like for me, like that's one of those, like even this podcast and like talking to guys about things, you know, stuff like that. Like, I I mean, if, if it, if it weren't, for stuff like that, I mean, like, I, you probably never would, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, we, well, like, we still live in a place where, like, if you put 
Like if, if, if you go to work in the morning and the coffee pot's going and uh, you go pour yourself a cup of coffee, like God help you if all them dudes you work with ever see you pour like some sugar or some creamer in that creamer coffee. In that. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, you're a bitch. And like, you know, yeah, that's that. just how it was, you know. But then, but like as, but as, as somebody that like, before you have a kid, like you're, you're like, yeah, uh, I'm on board with that. And then like, you have a kid and you're like, fuck you. I'm putting some creamer in my coffee. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, fuck, you, fuck you. I want it to taste good. God yeah. damn it. Which I drink coffee, just regular, just, just to clarify, you know, of course not, you, not yeah, to prove my point, I drink, I drink my black coffee. coffee. Black. Yeah. I like my coffee. Like I like my whiskey. I actually I like it extra black. I, if I can't chew it, it's not fucking. Yeah. Coffee. Yeah, if I can't float a quarter in that shit, it ain't fucking coffee. Coffee, whiskey, that, and men. I like them all straight. And, and <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh shit! I actually have like I, I was fucking joking around. I'm like the worst thing to happen to families is women's rights. And that sounds it sounds fucked up, but here's here's my thing, uh, and I'll back this up with some science. By science, I mean absolute opinions. Well, I'm gonna uh, when you do what I mean. Do this, what I mean by when I say that, and it is a joke. It is a joke. So don't fucking take it like a dick. It's not so hard. What I mean by when I say that is, uh, fucking, there used to be somebody with the family that raised the family, and then World War Two, and to a slight extent, World War One happened, um, and women became part of the workforce. And then that's when we really lost that kind of family ethos where we had somebody that was a mother or a father being there for the family and the kids at all times. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, you know, I joke around about it and and it is, it is a joke, but at the end of the day, I think there is some truth to the fact that, you know, we used to have more family values because things have changed. That has changed. Family ethos have changed, the way we look at families, uh, the way money's divided, the way that money's brought in, um, everything like that's changed. And, you know, women deserve the same rights as men. I'm not going to fucking argue that. I'm glad that they're working. I, I just wish it balanced out somewhere. I wish that the mother or the father had the chance to be home more or to alternate, you know, uh, like the opportunity to be there. See, I feel like that's more of an economical issue though, because in today's economy, it just makes more sense for the mother and father to both work because you, yeah, absolutely. You, you, you have to, you, you have to have the dual income in order just to afford to live your, yeah, you absolutely have to. Have, and that's what I agree with that. You know, well, yeah, but it's, on, it's on, a, on the same note though, it's it like what you're saying, it, it kind of sucks because it's almost like you're paying other people to raise your fucking kids. Yeah. And that's you know? what I'm getting at. Well, it'd be is we, we, you know, you're spending twelve hundred dollars in the the school uh, system. You know, like it's insane. Exactly. The, well, that right there. I mean, because like it's a fine line. Because at what point is this? Like, because yeah, this is in 1962, where you know it's like leave it to Beaver. Yeah. And the dad comes home with a suit on, and you know, had, there's a drink made for him, and you know, which sounds very sexist. I know. I'm just saying that it's a different <laughs> time. It's not. I'm not saying that's now. But it's definitely not now. But I mean, now, I mean, obviously, it's much more reasonable for like 
the woman to have a job as well, or is it? Because if she goes out there's and gets a, a job and you're twelve hundred dollars a month on yeah, there's a fine balance care. Yeah. I want to say I think in uh, Arizona we were looking at two thousand a month mm-hmm. for our kid for child support. That's fucking insane. Child care. Yeah, that's crazy. That's insane. Call it. So like what? Yeah, like, you gotta you gotta make a decision there. Like, is it? I mean, you might take more a little bit of a cut, but like at least at least like the mom gets to be with the kid all day. And you're raising, yeah, what's more you're raising your own kids instead of somebody else doing it while you're out working your life away just to pay for that child care. Yeah, what fiscally makes more sense? I mean, it's a huge struggle yeah. now that we have to deal with. And it's something that uh, I don't know how we face. I don't know how you change it. Well, there's because at this point, like you, like TJ said, I mean, you you have to have that dual income now to afford life. Yeah, there's know? just too many aspects like involved in that to even really that's going to be a whole nother show on its own. And yeah. honestly, we should probably have, uh, uh, Dave and Stacy from the 22 Mohawks come in and, and school us a little bit on our finances. Cause I'm sure they could fucking help us figure yeah, this absolutely. out a whole lot better. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, just a little shout out there to 22 Mohawks. If you yeah, to Dave and Stacy at yeah. 22 Mohawks, if you haven't listened to the, listen to the episode, listen to the episode. Yeah. And if you guys need anything, reach out to them. Uh, Dave does financial classes, uh, for free for vets and, uh, if you guys need anything, reach out to them for sure. Yeah. They're, and they're great people. Like they're, they're going to, yeah, they're going to bring you in just like they're like your family. Like they're not judgmental, but, uh, I just had to plug them real quick. They're, uh, I think it's one of the 22 Mohawks family on Facebook. Yes, sir. Yeah. Check them out, man. They're awesome. Are you saying Mohawks? Yeah, they're incredible. Mohawks like, you know, oh. like when oh, you got, 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 got a fucking. When you got more hair than I got, he's like, you got that, yeah. you got that mohawk a, over there, all in the middle, none on the sides. That's that's mohawk. In case you guys didn't yeah. know, but anyway, um, yeah, there's a whole lot of shit that goes into that. Um, yeah, I just, I, I just wanted to. That was my chance to pitch in my joke that I usually make. Uh, so I was excited about it. But uh, that being said, uh, kind of moving into some of the other parenting stuff and the dad stuff that we kind of were talking about. I feel, I do, I feel like dads aren't represented quite as well as women um for whatever reason uh, you know well uh, so we don't it's one of those through. things where like I, I like i don't think they need to be but for some reason cuz i don't feel like I, I don't feel like dads are being like misrepresented or no i'm sorry Underrepresented. I feel like they're being misrepresented. I mean, like it's undervalued. I, th- I think dads are that's undervalued by, by yeah. yeah. yeah I, think, I think undervalued is a big. Uh, if you look at the statistics uh, from like kids that are in prison, suicides, and etc., uh, those numbers are drastically higher in kids that had no dads. Yeah, it's like know? it's like ninety percent or some crazy shit. Like it's a lot. Yeah, well, I, th- I want to say like fucking eighty percent of kids without dads in the or not eighty percent of kids without dad eighty percent of kids that go to prison have no dad. Yeah, it's some shit like that. Uh, like sixty seven percent of kids who commit suicide have no dad. The role of the father is equally as important as the role of the mother. And I think that, like you said, it's undervalued. It's not appreciated uh, like it should be. 
Um, and, and, you know, every situation is different. I'm not here to speak on why, why dads aren't involved. I'm just here to say that they are important. Well, so one of the things to me, like just talking about like the struggles of being a father in general, right? It's one of the hardest things for me is, and this is just my situation. And I know this isn't like everybody's deal, but like, and this is also the way I was raised at the same time is that as the father, generally like I'm the, the main disciplinarian in the household, right? Like, yeah. So if my kids are acting up or whatever, like I'm the one who's like, you know, and everybody just about use your dad voice, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Hey, knock that shit off. Get over here and do what the fuck you were told or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And th- that on its own is pretty fucking hard because I don't want to be yelling at my kids all the time or getting on to my kids and all they're going to know me as when they get older is the guy who is always mean as hell and making them do what they're supposed to do. Right. That's like, to me though, that's one of those things that like talking about like change in a man's life though, because you know, I always thought that like, you know, I'm going to be like, this is going to be, we're going to be stern. We're going to like straight and narrow stuff like that. Like dude, hit like anytime that I have to, whoop or even because like honestly i don't have to give that many whoopings like she's i I got a pretty good pretty good little girl but like and and it's one of those things that you find out like you you gotta you gotta traverse those waters and see what's the best method on how to do that with your kid because like you know with my daughter for example like it is much more effective to be like man i'm just I'm, i'm like i'm really disappointed on how you did that and like I don't think you should have done, you know, whatever it is. And then there'll just be like this breakdown cry and it just shatters your soul. I know, man. You know, and you're like, you're, but you got to stand there and be like, well, cause I told like, I read or my daughter lied to me the other day. So I was like, well, you got, you got to get whooping. Like you can't, it's, you know, it was a whole lesson of like, it's better to tell the truth. Right. And get in, Get what you're getting. You'll be in a lot less trouble if you tell the truth. Yes. But if you lie about it, you're going to be in worse trouble. So, like, it was, I was like, and and dude, she was breaking down. And, like, I, like, my heart was in my fucking underwear. Yeah. I was like, God damn. Like, it was killing me. But that's what I'm saying. But but you, but like, that's one thing, too. Like, the aspect of being a man is like, you still have, like, you have to, like, you got to tuck that away. And you still got to be like, look, I want you to learn this. I, let the record show. I ended up not whooping her because I, because <laughs> yeah, I, because I folded like a bitch. But uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, but this is the last time. Yeah, you know, like you do not lie to me again, and because uh, if you lie to me again, like it's it's gonna be a whooping. And but I don't know. I mean, like because you like, well, that's hard. We were right? talking about earlier too, because like you always hear like you always hear the term nature versus nurture, and like with women, it's. Keep in mind, I'm, I've had a few. Nurture, correct, with the moms is spelled. No, well, that's I mean that's kind of their role is to it nature. I don't know. No, it'd be it'd be nurture. Like that's nurture, that's that's okay. what mothers do. Like they're yeah, mothers are the nurturers. Okay, yeah. all right, thank you. Yes. So, but also too, like with dads, like the nature though is a much more like long term effect on like uh 
let's just say like like we'll call the child a person because eventually it will be a person like it'll, they'll have their own lives well, an, an adult yeah yes yeah. And, yeah and like the values and i'm not saying mothers don't teach values but like you know a lot of the stuff because this is just all personal experience but like with women when it, like that that story i was just telling you know like learning that lesson of about lying you know like that's a that's a value that will be learned by that child slash person that hopefully they carry throughout their entire life, you know, and that, and, and, and like I did that, you know, I'm not trying to say, take credit from anybody, but like that was just in that given moment, that was me that was given that lesson. Right. And obviously, I mean, she's five years old, so it's not going to stick, for right. shit. but <laughs> you know, years down the road. Cause like, I'm dude, I'm, and this is another thing too, about like guys, like, you know, obviously guys are supposed to be confident and fearless and all this shit. Like I'm fucking terrified of like when our daughters are 16. Well, here's the thing is like, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Exactly. And yes, I didn't realize this until I was a father. You know, I thought my parents had that shit figured. Like they knew fucking life. They knew yeah. exactly what the fuck was happening. Yeah. Their, their word was yeah, I thought the same thing. I was talking to my dad, you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, I'll be honest with you right now. Like, I have no fucking idea what the fuck I'm doing. But what I am going to do is what I think is the best thing to do for them. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I, whenever I do get on to them, I don't just, if you're, if they're playing and stuff, me a little bit too loud, like, hey, bring it down. Like, calm yeah. down a little bit. And then, you know, it goes from there and then keep coming down. And then eventually I'm going to get in their ass and be like, hey, I said fucking calm down. You didn't calm down. So now you're getting your ass whooped. And then I'm like, but I don't want to whoop them. You know, it's probably your problem is you shouldn't be in your kid's ass. Like, right? That's yeah. That's that's <clears> illegal. <throat> I think in most states. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's legal here too. Hey, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> just saying. What I'm getting at is, I'm about like, to do it right now. I'm about to go put a little boy's pecker in a grown man's hand. <laughs> See you, in a minute, buddy. I'll be right back. <laughs> Which, by the way, is a federal offense. It, it is, is a federal fine. offense. Uh, I'll wait for <laughs> fucking sure. Ethan to get back, but, uh, legal, but we can touch little peckers <laughs> <laughs> as long as they belong to us. <laughs> yeah, as long as they belong to That's us. Uh, I do want to. I do want. I, I want to touch on kind of the uh, whooping thing we were talking about. Uh, and where 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 do you stand on that? Because you know, I think for the most part, I think it's frowned upon now. Well, so this is my opinion. I think um, every child is different. You know, like just like every adult is different. They're going to understand and respond to different punishments differently, right? Right. So like for my daughter, I couldn't even tell you last time I whooped her. I mean... And even then, like I can't even think of a time that I've actually whooped my daughter, honestly. And she, she's the oldest. I'm talking about my oldest child, who's is about to be six years old. Um, but for her, it's more of like a timeout is what you know. She don't want to have a timeout, or works. yeah, or like you know, like we're disappointed in you. Like the whole like disappointed thing is that like that's enough. You know what I'm saying? Right. But for my son, who is two, he'll be three in June. So here shortly. Um. He just don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> I mean, like he don't like, and even the whoopings, right. like I don't think like those really don't phase him either. So I'm hoping that I can figure some shit out by the time he gets a little bit older of what it is that, and he, you know, he's not like he doesn't watch like iPads or any, like the cell phone and stuff, <sighs> but he does have like TV shows like his Paw Patrol or his uh the the Lion Guard that I was talking about. Um, like his favorite TV shows. I'm like, oh, no, you can't watch that because you were being a bad boy. You know, like you, you destroyed your sister's makeup or, you know, whatever the fuck he did. And like that right, right. there is like, you know, I can't watch my show. Like, well, it's because you're being bad or, you know what I'm saying? It's like whoopings and timeouts. Like every, every kid's different. And they're going to respond differently to different punishments. Right. hundred percent. So like some kids you can't put in timeout because they just don't give a shit. Well, at that point, you need to spank them, and if that doesn't work, then you got to figure out what it is that they value that you can take away from them as a punishment because of a bad thing they did in order for them to understand that, hey, I probably shouldn't do this anymore because I'm not supposed to, and this is my repercussions if I do do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm 100% like, I'm not against whoopings, but I'm also, I am against like beating kids. If that makes sense, yeah, right? like, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Don't beat your kid. And, there's a huge, and when I said when I said whooping, I, I just meant like a spanking, right? You know, yeah, there's, there's, a swat on the butt. Yeah, there's a huge difference you know. between like discip- discipline and abuse, right? Captain Thano <laughs> and his whoop ass. And a whoop so, ass. <laughs> well, and I had this conversation with a good friend of mine. His uh, it was actually my oldest daughter when she was like two and a half, almost three years old. We're out there in uh, I like their grandparents' place and near Amarillo and uh my rules were they have a really big garage and like the garage like the party place is like pool tables and shit in there but when the garage door is open I'm like listen you stay you can walk out of the garage door and then back inside the other garage door but don't go past like three foot like where the where it starts going down because the road's right there you know so like you can only stay if you go outside the garage door it's because you're leaving this door to go into the next one you're not going down the driveway and uh of course, my almost three-year-old was like pushing it just to see what I'd do. And I was like, hey, you want me to whoop your butt? And my buddy's wife, she was like, oh, you better not hit that girl. And I'm like, excuse me? And she's like, you better not whoop her. And I was like, listen, I'll whoop her, and then I'll whoop you too. <laughs> like, and if your husband's mad about it, like, I'll whoop him too. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, this is my kid. This is what I'm, this is how I'm parenting. You stay the fuck out of it. You know what I mean? Right. But, and all that was, like, they were, they were all empty threats. Like, I wasn't going to whoop my fucking kid. Like, I, whoopings, to me, is, like, a, a more, like, when you have to. There's like, it's, whoopings, it's, it's, it's a pretty, and then there's ass whoopings. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there's, like, even, like, like a little a little swat on the butt. You know, like, I still don't whoop my kids unless it's very. I think you're being Like, very, yeah, no, like, very, very warranted is what I'm saying. Like, but I'm not against whooping your kids. Because I think that's an issue on its own is kids who were never disciplined, whether it was whoopings or timeouts. And that's why you have these kids that want to tell their teachers like to fuck off or they want to tell anybody in a position of authority or an adult to go fuck themselves because there's no repercussions to it. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and I think that's the importance of whoopings is teaching your children about repercussions. Right. Well, because if, so, if you don't, then they're going to grow up to be just a heathens, just a bunch of fuckers. Well, and this, and this is this is a little sidebar here too, because I'll, I'll give give a shout out to uh, grandparents because uh, talking about like hey, your grandparents, grandparents didn't give a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so 
like when it comes to situations like this, where you as a father, like, you know, that like there has come this moment where you need to discipline your child. So for example, I had a situation where my daughter, you know, if they're good every day, every day they're good, they get a green star. All right, cool. That's great. Well, you didn't get a green star today. What happened? This. Okay. And it helps with one of my other good friends being his wife is my daughter's teacher. So we get like a more in-depth Yeah, view. a more in-depth. Uh, a more honest opinion of how yes. your kids being in school. So anyways, like, okay, well, this happened. And this was on like a Friday or something. Weekend happens next day, next week of school. Well, she gets in trouble two, two other times that following week. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right. So like. Because like I was like, is this? I guess like, do I like bust out the belt? Like I mean, like the like something's got to happen. Because like a, a whooping has to mean something. If you're if you're if you're a parent that gives whoopings, it has to mean like you you fucked up. This is your consequence, and it means something. And then you go, oh, I better not fuck up again, or else that happens. Right. To which throughout life you learn the concept of good and bad is the redneck Oklahoma version of discipline, parental discipline, I guess. But so my dad, I was, I, I called my dad and I was telling him about this situation. And I'm, cause I was asking him, I'm like, I said, when did you, cause I had, a, I had a switch when I was a kid is you, you, you had to go out and you picked your own switch. And then when, when like one of my parents, Deemed it the right switch because, you know, you'd bring a couple in. and then, Nope, not that one. That was too small. That was too big. You don't want a club. You want something that stings. And then you and then they they painted that shit white. It was a <laughs> it was a white switch and they put it up on the fridge. And then when it come time to get a whooping from it, they make you go get it to where you had to drag a chair over to the fridge, climb up on the chair and climb up on the counter and then get up on the fucking top of the fridge grab that switch off and then carry it to them and they whip you with it yeah this makes sense to me because at that point you're you're choosing based off your behavior you know the consequences yeah you're choosing do i think it's worth getting whooping yeah from the switch exactly all right so you hold you you heard my situation there when i was a child so then I'm telling my dad about all this and I'm like, well, when like, is, is that deemed necessary now? And he goes, well, like you need to hear her side of the story. You need to listen to what she's got to say. And I was like, when the fuck did you listen to what I had to say? Because, you know, like, I don't know about the schools in the rest of the U S but like our school still gave swats back whenever we were kids. Yeah. They beat the shit out of us. Yeah. And then, <laughs> But after I mean, this is the second time that I got called into the office to get a SWAT. They don't even call your parents anymore. Well, they would call. They called your parents every time you went in there, and they put it on speakerphone so that way you could hear your dad talking. And I remember hearing my dad say on the phone to the principal and Coach Hamilton, or Coach. You already fucked it up. You already said his name. Sorry, don't worry about it. Anyways, he knows what he he said. You don't gotta call me no more. So if he's if he's if he's in there and he needs it, do it. And the and and the rule was, whatever I got at school, 
I got twice when I got home. Yep. But I remember my dad saying, you don't need to call me, you know, because like, here's here's another dude who's a father at work <laughs> trying to do his fucking job and the, the fucking school's calling him and like, your piece of shit kid is over here running amok, you know? So he said, that's enough. Like, quit calling me at just, my job. Just beat his ass. Just beat his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but then like this same person, when I'm telling him this situation about my, which, you know, my dad, we, like we were, I had, I, it's, there's three of us. We we're all boys. So like <laughs> quite a bit different than like, cause now that like my dad, since we've had this, since I've had a little girl, like he's just living it up and he's loving it. And it's an entirely different situation, you know? And like, she has him wrapped around her fingers. Same as she, she has me wrapped around, you know, like all of us. But I just remember he's, he's like, well, you need to listen to her side of the story. And I was like, you didn't listen was to my side, side of the story. story. I was like, what the fuck is that about? <laughs> Motherfucker, listen. And he's like, well, it's different. And I'm like, I guess from your point of view, I don't know. I don't know. In his yet. defense, though, you know, like well, you, you, TJ's uh, already a grandpa. It, well, <laughs> in his oh, defense. Oh, well, in his defense, like, you were a piece of shit. <laughs> Yeah, overall, like you, you were a good kid. Like that was never up for a debate. You overall, know? but you were a fucker. Yeah, you know, I was a fucker. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware. I was right there with you in most of those situations. Well, see, but that's like that's fantastic. You know, I mean, like, and we, and we've talked about this before too. You know, like my name the whole time I was around TJ's family <laughs> was chicken shit. Keep in mind, it's because I was fucking awesome at volleyball. Right. And that's I, that. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's no, the I reason. I schooled them all uh-huh. on fucking volleyball and they got mad at me. But I was always chicken shit because I, <laughs> but I'm like, all right. So you take that. Like, yeah, I'm, I was probably, <laughs> which I mean, granted, it was, you know, I was probably fucking 15 to today, probably. I could go over there and still get called chicken shit. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, like that's the difference and that's what I'm saying too. Like the, 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 the way society has shifted, like you call somebody chicken shit now, they're like, Well, I need to go to my safe space and I like that's I'm sure you could find a way to make chicken shit racist or whatever or sexist. Even right. though it's just something that comes out of a chicken's butthole. <laughs> but like nobody can handle that shit anymore. So when it comes back to like like dudes being dudes there is there is this fine line of like we we have done leaps and bounds of like, you know, getting to like express opinions, even just an opinion, like you, you back in the day, you like you couldn't even express opinions or you could be called a bitch or whatever it is, you know. Right. So I mean, like that's come a long way, so that's good. But well, there's a lot of shit that's come a long way. I mean, we, we don't do a lot of the shit that we used to do. Right. And uh, I don't know. I, I guess. I'd like to say I'm thankful and I understand it, but at the same time, I'm just like, man, fucking, we didn't ever say any of that shit to be mean. We fucking said it as a joke and it was just being people, you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing too, because I mean, like there was always still this uh, concept of respect. Like you said, yeah, you- there was always respect behind everything we said. <laughs> 
you know, I, and it's funny because I, I do it now to my mom and my mom's got a brain injury and, you know, that's maybe the smart thing to do. Uh, whatever. Uh, hey, I, I can sit there and link? I call her retarded. You call your mom retarded? Yeah. Oh, cool. And, but we both, it's a big joke to both of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's one of those things where we both think it's funny as shit mm-hmm. and everyone else is like, how dare you? You can't say that. And I'm just like, yeah, but it's funny. Like you don't know. Yeah. It's, it's an inside joke kind of thing. It's, it's just mm-hmm. funny to us, you know? And well, see that everyone's got a big, big thing against the, the R word. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. friends with one. I'm sitting sitting right next to him. And uh, you know, I just, I you know, I, I understand the disappointment thing and the being upset about it thing. But at the same time, it's it, there's a sign of respect there with it as well. Yeah. It's like I only do it because I respect you so much. I know I can. Well, but it's also a mutual respect. Yeah, yeah, because you because it's like I know I know if you call me that I'm gonna laugh. Mm -hmm. I know I can call you that because you're gonna laugh. There's mutual respect in a lot of shit we do. Yeah, and I don't think people understand that. People take it all personal, even when it's not directed towards them. And I I don't know how you deal with that. Uh, I suck at it. Well, you just keep doing it, and then whatever's offending people or triggering people. Getting triggered is that that is your issue, not my issue, right? Yeah. So it obviously it depends on like how far you want to go with that. Like I'm not gonna sit here and just run around in public and, and saying some of the same shit real loud where everybody can hear it. You know? Right. Or Even or, it does. or or yeah, I do do that. I'm working. I'm I'm trying to get better. But uh, you know, and I'm not gonna call some random person that I don't don't know on a on a you know, intimate level, like retarded yeah. or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I mean? Like, so it's it's kind of like I know your audience thing. Also, control your own fucking emotions. And I wasn't talking. Well, exactly. And it's off. like we were saying, it's a mutual respect thing, right? Like, I know you'll think it's funny. I know if you said the same thing to me, I would think it's funny. It comes back to that: uh, treat people how you want to be treated. And yeah, exactly. What what the fuck ever happened to that? You know what I mean? Like whatever happened to the treat people how you want to be treated thing? Because, well, I think it was so a, it, because there's no consequences for your actions. So I mean, it's it's still that's still kind of a thing, right? But other people, as soon as you want to say something that doesn't align with their agenda or whatever they're trying to do, they want to get triggered and then blame me for being the bad guy, you know? And, and that's what if I overhear a conversation with somebody talking about some shit that I don't agree with, like very full heartedly. I'm like, what the fuck? But I'm not going to say anything to them because I'm not part of that goddamn conversation. So it's not my fucking business. Yeah. It's an A and B conversation. See your way the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? Like now if they want to come to me and they want to turn around, but Hey, like you or, you know, and they start, that's a different story because now you're bringing me into that. So that's not nine out of 10 times. I'm not going to say shit unless you're like, what do you think about this? Yeah, well, it's as long as chances are I don't give a shit. Exactly, mind your own fucking business. 
Well, and deal with your own fucking triggers because it's not our, it's not the world's responsibility to tiptoe around my beliefs. You know what I'm saying? Because that way they don't yeah, offend exactly. me or whatever. And that's how I'm going to be the same way. And if I do say something that I know is too far out or whatever, right? And, and I say it too loudly in a public place and someone gets pissed off, then I understand it. But if I'm talking to Ethan or talking to you and we're in a crowd and then someone's like, hey, what the fuck? You can't fucking say that. Like, you know, fuck you. Like, mind your own goddamn. So is, that a, so is that a man thing? I don't know. Like, I think, I think it's just, I don't I think think it's just so, a person thing. I've seen, or I've is, seen it just, yeah, or is it just like, people thing? Get your fucking yeah. shit together and realize if I'm trying to say that word to you or say that phrase to you or whatever it is that triggered you, if I'm saying it directly to you, then you have every right to say something back to me. But if I'm talking to my buddy and we're just fucking around and I'm saying something, then mind your goddamn business and go about your day yeah. because yeah. everybody's going to be happier. If that's the way it goes down, because if not, then you're going to come over here. You're going to get all pissed off and then get your ass whooped. And now you're just going to have a worse day. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, yeah, you know, I hear you. that whole concept, like what we were talking about earlier, like if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. There's all, there's also too, like the, the whole aspect of like entitlement. Well, if you're, cause also this too, like if you're going to dish it out, you got to be, be willing to take, to take it. it, you know, yeah. like that's a, that's a, that's a saying that all of us know. Or used to be a saying that all of us know, which is true. Like you can't, you yeah. can't sit there and. So, like what he was talking about, if he, if someone walks by and hears me and TJ talking about something they don't agree with, and they open their mouths and say something, like that's AKA you dished it out, you engaged. Yeah. So when the repercussions of that fall upon you, whatever they may be. You got to be able to take them. I mean, like yeah. either, either that or shut the fuck up. I that uh, that shit, like I, I could get a fucking tattoo because like my phrase for how everything goes nowadays, is just shut the fuck up. And my drone goddamn business. Exactly. I, I mean, mean, like if you like just shut the fuck up, I don't I, like, I don't give a shit about your ideology or, or like same deal if, me and TJ are talking about like our ideologies and you walk by and you disagree with it. Just shut the fuck up. Like you don't got yeah, tough shit. Just, yeah. you don't fuck it. It didn't involve you. Yeah. It didn't have any, Go it didn't live your own you. life and forget about it. So right. like if we're in a public situation, we'll just take like, you know, Mardi Gras, for example, there's a whole bunch of motherfuckers running down the street, partying and shit. Right. And if we're sitting at a bar that's outside along the road or whatever, all these people are going by. And we're just talking and then someone happens to hear what we're saying and they don't agree and then they want to engage us. And then now they're the victims because they got their asses whooped because they want to engage us and it just escalated to that point. Yeah. Like, well, you're not a victim. You are the instigator. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you didn't mind your own fucking business and didn't shut the fuck up and go about your goddamn day. And I'm going to do the same thing. If I'm walking by and hear somebody saying some shit that, you know, I don't even know what would get me to that point. But, if someone says something that I didn't agree with, I'm like, what the fuck? Did I just hear that? And I'm like, God damn, that's crazy. Like, do you hear what the guy was saying? Like, fuck around, yeah. man. That's wild. Like, I can't believe he believes that way. But I'm not going to be like, well, you're fucking wrong there, Mr. Stranger. Like, yeah. and then, you know, you, I think I'm bigger than you are, but lo and behold, he's a fucking, you know, three time championship UFC fighter and get my ass whooped. I'm like, well, guess what? Like, goddamn, I fucking deserve that because I shouldn't have fucking said something. I should have minded my own goddamn business and kept on going about my day. Rather than engaging yeah. that dude, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I think this is a good way to end the uh, end the sode. 
is uh, if you fuck around, you got to be willing to find out. Yeah, exactly. So these are facts of life. You know what I mean? So I think that's a good way to end the episode. Uh, We always end the episode by fucking going through what we learned from the episode. Uh, We'll start with Ethan. Ethan, what do you take from tonight's episode? Uh, That it's okay to, like, um, for a man to be a man, you know? Like, there's... Like we are, we are who we are, and we do the things we do. You just, you just need to learn how to adapt, and with whether it be marital or societal, uh, learn how to adapt and make that work with your life. But also, uh, I mean, like, like I said, it's okay to, it's, it's okay. Like you're supposed to be what you are. Like you're supposed to be a man, right? You know, so there's nothing wrong with that. And keep doing what you're doing. Just just learn how to integrate it into your own life and make it and make it work for the the best for you. And then, uh, you know, because no matter what anybody says, like you got to look out for number one first. You know, because you're not doing anybody else any good unless you're looking out for number one. So do that first, and then be who you're gonna be. And you know, work that, you know, work that in, work that into your life and make everybody else's life great too. Right. I like that. TJ, what'd you take? Yeah, man. Just, uh, don't be a fucking cocksucker and mind your own goddamn business. And, uh, it's all right for you to have feelings. It's all right for you to have as a man for you to have a hard day or have, you know, be in a rough patch. That's fine. And it's also all right for you to express your feelings you know, um, you need to get that off your chest. That way it doesn't build up and build up to the point where you implode and decide to fucking kill yourself. And I feel like that's one of the biggest issues is that we don't have the outlet because we don't want to be seen as less of a man than we are by expressing right. our feelings. So that's pretty much my, my takeaway for this. Um, just don't be a fucking cocksucker and then uh, reach out and, and text somebody or touch someone, talk talk to them, call them, text them, hit them up on Facebook and just see how they're doing. Trademark that. You know. Don't be a cocksucker. Yeah. As always, reach out and touch somebody and don't be a cocksucker. I mean, that's... Uh, for me, uh, like you said, man, uh, it's okay to have emotions. It's all right to have issues. It's okay to have a bad day. Um, we're men, we're dads. The best thing we can teach our kids is that it's okay to have those emotions. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be yourself. You know, there's nothing out there so bad that we can't be ourselves. And when we're afraid to be ourselves, when we're afraid to be who we are, we tend to lash out and do things we shouldn't do or wouldn't otherwise do. Yep. Um, I I just really want men to understand that we, we can have emotions. We can have bad days. We can be vulnerable when we need to be. And that's okay. 100%. So for me, that's the biggest takeaway I took from it. Uh, it's just, I hope to God we can start 
changing this mentality that men have to be this rock, this untouchable rock. You can't be broke. And, and because at the end of the day, men can be broke. Well, it's, just it's, like the rock can. You know, yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it's fine to be the rock, but, you know, even that rock under enough stress is going to break. Break. You know? So that that's my big takeaway. Don't don't put yourself under so much pressure that you're coal and you're going to become a diamond. You know, don't put yourself under so much stress that you're going to break. Uh, be willing to talk. Be willing to share your feelings, your emotions. Share with your partner the things that are going on in your life. Uh, it's something that I have to work on myself. Same. Uh, you know. But that's at the end of the day, that's why I'm here with you guys. This is my therapy. I love getting to talk to you guys. Um, what else can you say, man? I just, I, I'm thankful and I'm blessed that I have this opportunity to talk to you guys and have friends and be emotional and be vulnerable with you guys. So that being said, uh, like TJ said, reach out and touch somebody. Always make sure you know if you need anything, you can reach out to us. We are on the Shadow Mark Society of Misfits on Facebook. Um, trying to get everything else kind of lined up and taken care of. We're on YouTube. Uh, share the YouTube. Share the page. Share us. Uh, be a part of our lives. Be a part of our family. I love you guys. Until next time, we are out of here.